so you have an idea for a podcast, that's great. Well, what is it exactly that you want to achieve? Because I've learned that a podcast is almost like a car. Like nobody starts a podcast just because they want to start a podcast. It's always to get something else. It's yep. to get sponsorships. It's to get recognition and, and, and authority. It's to build into, uh, networking for networking opportunities like this. Yep. It is, it's going to be a number of other things. So if the podcast is the vehicle to getting you to that goal, what is the end goal? Because a lot of, I know a lot of people who, like yours is clear, it's to share that information with the people who maybe have not been presented with an entrepreneurial idea, yeah. opportunity. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the eFormula podcast. I have a really exciting guest today. I have Louis. Louis, welcome to the show. Mohamedy, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Louis is an expert in podcasts and helping entrepreneurs find the right podcast and helping entrepreneurs be able to start their own podcast. And today I'm really excited to have him in the house and ask him some questions on how you as a listener, if you're a starting entrepreneur or you're a beginning entrepreneur, you want to get your name out there what you need to do exactly when it comes to podcasting. Louis, when did all of this got started? <laughs> uh, well, I started about five or six years ago when I was wow. uh, um, just coming out of college. I okay. was trying to figure out how to go online and take my then personal training business and turn it into an online um, information business, specifically mm. in the fitness space. So I was um, trying to figure out how to sell to men who were um, looking to get a six pack, looking to lose fat. And I was doing that already in person. However, I wanted to be able to scale the operation online through selling eBooks and courses mm. and coaching. And um, podcasting came about uh, around 2016. I bought, basically I, I wasn't good at writing. Mm -hmm. I wasn't good at writing content like blogs. I wasn't good at shooting videos like wow. this. And I um, had a mentor who said, you know, why don't you do podcasting? Because I was already a really avid listener mm -hmm. and I love listening to podcasts, consumed a ton of content. But I never tried it myself. So I bought an $11 course on Udemy, wow. taught myself the process, um, did everything to a T, and I launched a podcast that way. And then that podcast failed. Um, and I started to, at the time, figure out, like, well, why did it fail? What was the issue? And I'll get to that in a second. But essentially, that podcast failed. I took some time off. Started to rethink. I'm sure you're familiar with Tim Ferriss. Tim um, Ferriss, yeah. You've got an extensive yep. book collection here, so oh, I know yeah. you're a reader. hundred um, percent. But um, but yeah. So I started thinking about like Tim Ferriss. You know, one of the questions that stuck in my mind was, what does this look like if it's easy? If podcasting is easy and all I have to do is what I want, what does this look like? Wow. So I restructured my my workflow, my process, and I was able to take the new podcast, the next one I launched, from zero to nineteen thousand downloads a month. Wow. Um, in about like six seven months. Um, just Incredible. by focusing, reshift, asking that question and reshifting how I was doing everything and questioning, you know, is this the right way to do it? And kind of, you know, just kind of playing with it and, and toying around with it and figuring out what worked and what didn't. Wow. Um, so from there, I started to help other people launch podcasts and had mentors who kind of helped me and coached me in figuring out how to build an agency um, and how to scale it and everything else. So wow, that's powerful. That's the, like, yeah. One of the uh, things that you mentioned is asking a question. You ask mm -hmm. a question that led you to the next breakthrough. Yeah. And yeah. it kind of highlights the importance of knowing 
what type of questions to ask. Yes. I know this type of question that doesn't just pop out of nowhere. It's, mm -hmm. you know, you have to work and work on finding the question in a way right, that right. it would show itself. So what would you say made it easy for you to find the right question? Um, I think it was mentors. It was honestly podcasts. It's a funny thing. So I, I learned the question through, I believe, podcasts. Through Tim Ferriss's book yeah. um, was one of my favorite you know, Which one? mentors. Which one? Tribe of Titan or um, the 4-Hour Workweek? I think Tools of Titans. Tool, oh, Tools it, of Titans. Yeah, Tools, tools of, of Titans. Tools of Titans they may have, have another one called Tribe of something. Tribe of Mentors. Tribe yeah. of Mentors. Yeah, yeah, I'm mixing the names. It's confusing. Yeah. Um, I can't remember which book it's in, but it has one of the books has 17 questions that changed. It was like called 17 questions that changed my life. Wow. And um, one of those questions was the one I asked myself. But he's asked that many times before in like the Four Hour Work Week, I believe, and also in his podcast. But I was I, mean, I was at a point where my life where I was hungry for an answer because I wanted to I wanted to be able to make money without investing all my time, right? So that's, that's the ultimate you know, goal. Yeah, exactly. So I want to be able to make money without investing my time and figuring out, well, how do I do that? Having information products, a course, a business that makes money without me. So um, that was the question. I, I was searching for answers all the time. And I think that was kind of led me to that, to that um, finding that question and figuring out, okay, well, what I'm doing right now is not getting me the results I want. Right. Um, but I know, I know like podcasting can work for me. I saw success early on, but I realized it was unsustainable. The reason why it was unsustainable mm. is because it took me like six hours to do a podcast episode. Wow. So from the inviting the guests to doing the editing, doing the recording, doing the setup, doing the assets, doing the show notes, wow. the posting and the publishing, all of that was like six hours. Six hours for so one guest. Yeah, for one episode. So you do that four times a week and you now have... Four times 60, 24 more hours to figure out. more hours of wow. <laughs> work. That's you know what I mean? So this is like, you know, obviously I was slow. I could have got faster and better, and I did. But I, I realized that was unsustainable. Mm. So asking that question helped me peel back the layers and figure out, well, what if I just talk about what my audience wants to talk about? Not just going and interviewing people, which is fine and it's great. But at the time, I was, I was just interviewing people who I thought was interesting, and, I, and that, that kind of worked. But I wanted to sell something. And if I wanted to sell something to an audience, I have to actually cater my content mm. to them and what their problems and pain points are. Interesting. So, so that's kind of, yeah, why how I reshaped that podcast and grew it and the rest it's, of history. It's, it's a complete journey mm -hmm. from like you get out of the gate and you try to figure things out and it doesn't work and you gather yeah. some data, you go back and sit down and exactly. say, okay, what need to change here? Mm -hmm. And like just listening to you kind of, you know, take my mind, like put my mind to work because the structure of this podcast is, I believe that a lot of people have not gotten the opportunity to be presented with an entrepreneurial opportunity mm -hmm. early on. Yeah. You know, I was fortunate to be blessed with a presentation, hey, you can start your own marketing agency six years ago, and I believe I could do it. Long story short, and now like uh, I'm wow. at the level that I am today. Mm. And my commitment with this podcast and YouTube format, if you're watching the video, is to pretty much give people awareness of the mm. potential that is available right. with these entrepreneurial opportunities by introducing people like yourself and you know many other successful entrepreneurs. Right. right? So your, your, your business, your entrepreneurial journey started with podcasts primarily, mm -hmm. but you have a main business on top of that, which was the coaching yeah. and helping people lose weight and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Right now, you have a full, uh, full podcast agency yep. that you help people uh, like from beginning to end, how to start, how yep. to get guests, and it also helps entrepreneurs 
on how to get featured in podcasts as well, right? right. Yeah. So just a quick question. We're going to just address those two crowd because two audiences, sure. and I know both of them are watching this, mm -hmm. from somebody from a perspective of somebody that is starting a podcast. Mm -hmm. If you were to name like five things, that, like three, or you can just give it structure based on, you know, what you think is important. Three or five things that you think somebody that is starting a podcast should figure out before they even start. Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, I think I actually recorded an episode on like seven things or seven questions you must ask yourself mm. before starting a podcast. I can't remember exactly what it was about a year ago, but um, one of the big questions I always ask um, clients or people just say, hey, I want to launch a podcast is, okay, so you have an idea for a podcast, that's great. Well, what is it exactly that you want to achieve? Because I've learned that a podcast is almost like a car. Like nobody starts a podcast just because they want to start a podcast. It's always to get something else. It's yep. to get sponsorships. It's to get recognition and, and, and authority. It's to build uh, networking for networking opportunities like this. Yep. It is, um, you know, it, it can be a number of other things. So if the podcast is the vehicle to getting you to that goal, what is the end goal? Because a lot of, I know a lot of people who, like yours is clear, it's, it's to share that information with the people who maybe have not been presented with an entrepreneurial idea yeah. opportunity. So that's, you have an end goal, right? And these interviews feed into that goal. A hundred percent. Right. So most people, or at least not a lot of people, they don't spend enough time on the goal that they want to achieve. Because honest to God, like sometimes you don't need a podcast to achieve your goal. Sometimes, you, yeah. you know, I mean, you can just use ads or you can yep. just use another mechanism. A hundred percent. So I think it's important to understand, okay, what's the goal and then what, you know, in a year from now, am I okay with sinking in a year into this into this work? Because you know, like podcasts are a lot of work. Yeah, right. A lot of work. So, so it's it's what's my goal, and then am I okay with sitting there and doing my podcast for a year at least before I see that goal come to fruition? And I don't think wow, if, if you know, if you're not if you're not serious or not like not serious, but like committed. if you're not committed, thank you to doing it for a year at least. I don't think you should do it. Mm, that's powerful. <laughs> that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Oh wow. So those are two questions. Are those I think those two two questions alone, if somebody's able to like answer those two questions, they'll be much in a better place to start. Yeah. Than not figuring these things out. I always say like start with the end in mind. Yeah. Because exactly. if you don't have the end in mind, it's like you have it you're thinking of a destination where you don't know exactly where it is and right. you're in the car. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't make a lot <laughs> of doesn't, sense. Just, yeah, exactly. Like me driving around the parking lot today. Like, hey, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> That's, that's funny. Yeah. And, and, and the next thing, so this is for the people that are starting and they want to start a podcast. Mm -hmm. the, on the other side, we have people, entrepreneurs that are interested in getting into podcasts, getting featured in podcasts. Yep. And, you know, I was at the event, I saw you speak a lot of valuable insights that I personally took home. Mm -hmm. And you was mentioning about different ways that an entrepreneur can use to pretty much leverage those opportunities to podcast to build their brand. Can yeah. you just give us a couple of insights about that as well? Sure. On, on how to get on podcasts? Podcasts, yeah. Okay, great. So for me, there's three ways I like to get on podcasts. Number one, if you have a podcast, the easiest way to get on other podcasts is to simply offer to do a swap. So it's like mm. I go on your show, you go on my show, and now that gets you on someone else's podcast. Obviously, you have yeah. to do the interview with them. To, it's like a, so it's an equal exchange, right? Yeah. But yeah. Th there's always that option, right? hundred um, percent. Alternatively, I was I forget who I was talking to. Someone else mentioned this, but mm -hmm. if you have a huge email list, or maybe a social following, or yeah. maybe you have a lot of personal introductions you can make for a person, you can always trade something mm -hmm. in exchange for getting on someone else's podcast. So it's like, I hey, got you. you know, if if you go, if you if you come on my podcast, or if I go on your podcast, for example, in this scenario, and, and you know, if you let me on your show, I will promote your 
X, Y, I'll promote your show to my audience. Or mm. I'll, maybe you have an app or yeah. a software that software. you could you could share this podcast episode with all your users. Now that makes me valuable. It makes me want to say, hey, I want to, I want to have Mohammed on my show. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's really exciting. That's a really amazing point that you mentioned. So like the tool so far is incredible. Like swipe. Swap, swap is number one. Yep. And another thing is trading with different type of assets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we all have something. Even if you don't have any following, any money, any connections, that's okay. You may be able to serve that person in another in way. In another way. You know, and another thing too is keep in mind, like I'm not going on Joe Rogan show anytime soon. You know, like I just don't have enough value. Like there's a lot of people that are way have way more interesting knowledge probably than I do. Yeah. Then that makes sense. So it's like it's, it's keeping in mind that like there is levels to this game. <laughs> There's levels to the game. I, I'm you know? you know. So one of my favorite authors is Jordan Peterson and he mentions that if you're not able to to observe to observe and accept your position mm. at the lowest level of the echelon you will not never be able to scale up to the top. Mm, I love that. And that idea alone is like wow there is no like nothing personal right nothing yeah. personal nothing personal. so if you try to get on somebody's podcast and it doesn't work just understand that okay it should be a fire for you to go ahead and improve yourself in many levels that yeah. will make you word word podcast worthy if yeah. that's even a word yeah right? no yeah. yeah exactly like this year i got on a digital marketers podcast which is a mm. show i listened to when i was just starting out oh, wow like i think i i bought one of their courses uh-huh. to help me learn how to do podcasting and now they presented me as the podcast expert which is kind of which is kind of weird. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> this is kind of weird. It's like, yeah, well, okay. It's, I would say it's Y'all not even weird, <laughs> yeah. right? Because you you leveled up. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you leveled up to that level, so it's like, who else would they rather call? Right. Trust me, if they had anybody else worthy of being called, they would call that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so. It's, that's a great example, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Just it took three years to get there. Three years, three, four years. So, so it makes sense. But um, so that was the two, those two ways. Other ways are me going to events, like we did. You like know we I mean? did. So, yeah. yeah. So going to events, even if you're not speaking, if you're just an attendee, like you, you can get on a lot of podcasts if you meet other people who have podcasts there, and you can show them value. Uh-huh. You know, if you're an expert in something, whether it's real estate or finance or software, whatever. Um, there's something that you may be able to. To show to show to, on their audience to their audience that there's makes you valuable and that's that allows you to cut through the, a lot of the red tape and mm. and then the um, obviously like the you know their assistant if you're emailing them cold cold and you yeah. don't meet them at an event it's like now you have to go through their gatekeepers the gatekeepers and stuff yeah so that's that's another way as well um, and then the ones building a system like we taught at the at yeah the event. at the event yeah. I so. was really interested about the system as well you you have like different touch points where people can start from mm-hmm. you yep. know starting from an email aspect or starting from a social media platform aspect right can you just give us give us a little bit of insight yeah. on the system side of things yeah yeah so um the story about behind it was i wanted to get on a podcast but i didn't want to do any of the work mm-hmm. and i didn't want to pay an agency because i already knew how to do it you know i could have hired an outside agency but i was like i can train one of my team members to do this mm-hmm. so um i i worked with a, a good friend of mine who runs a really successful guesting agency to put together a script guesting um, agency yeah so pfg helps people get on podcasts oh yeah, that's gotcha, her whole business. Gotcha. yeah but she's she has a fabulous script that i shared that i shared with the, everyone at the event um and i made that into a template so mm. step number one if you're going to do this is to come up with a script or if you you know listen to this and comment below We'll give you the script for free. Amazing. Um, so, so that that script is actually uh, templatized. So my team can use it, and it doesn't require me doing 
much work at all. Yeah, it's it's. I add a little bit of a personalized paragraph at the top, but that's pretty much it. Oh wow! Um, and then the team can just plug and play. So if I'm going on your show or I'm trying to pitch to get on your show, they're gonna put your name. They're gonna put the name of the show in all the places that it needs to be. Oh wow! So it's, it may not be going out in sequence, but first of all, you want to make sure you have a script that is that is well put together. That way, it presents you in the right light. Mm, professionally um, done. Yeah, and you can do this on email or social media. On social media, typically, if you're reaching out to somebody and saying, hey, I want to be on your show, you typically want to start to like, not stalk them, but kind of like comment, engage, um, add value to their page, share, tag people like who, are, mm. who like their content in their comments so that obviously, you know, they can see that you're an active participant. In their... Pretty much show face. Yeah. Show exactly. face, make your face familiar. Exactly, exactly. Mm. So. So if you're doing the social media route, you want to do start to kind of two weeks out, start to like plant seeds, comment on their stuff, um, share their posts, things like that. And then obviously you can slide into the DM and say, hey, you know, um, and this is after little, doing a little bit of research on their show and also understanding it fully. Yes. Yeah. At least watch an episode or two. Right. And understand so you, like what they're focused on right now, because maybe they're promoting a book or maybe they have an event coming up. And maybe you can add value to that event and that's your that's kind of like your talking point. Like, hey, I think I can help you with this event. Would love to chat. I can share more on the podcast interview. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you're an events expert. One of our right. clients is like she's doing art basil. She's like the the one behind it. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's like if we had she wanted Just to get curious, on. Is it banner? Is it who? A banner? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I was all like, oh, maybe somewhere. <laughs> wow, uh, she's an event expert. Yeah, so if she wanted to get on a podcast that's not about events, but this, the, the host has an event coming up, she could say, hey, maybe, you know, I can help you with your event. I'd love to share more about, about it on the podcast. I'm an expert. Mm. I've done, uh, you know, hundreds of events, and um, I think I can add a lot of value to your podcast, but then also your event. So it's it's that's, yeah that's incredible. Yeah, it's finding ways to add value to people that they see that they want, and then being able to say, hey, in exchange, I'd love to be a guest on your podcast. Oh wow, that's interesting. Now, now talking about it, kind of like fear, like uh, I guess started thinking about okay, now if you have a podcast, you automatically have mm-hmm. a, like an asset yeah. that you can pretty much leverage offer, of, offer yep. to people in exchange of whatever you think they're doing that is mm-hmm. valuable that you can leverage. So that's really, really good. Me personally, uh, I had the commitment with YouTube, right? I have this, uh, this channel since yeah. 20, 2015. Oh, wow. 2015, but like I started 2016. Hey, this is my success and gratitude show. Yada, yeah, yada, yeah, yada. Yeah. Two, two weeks later, jumped out. Yeah. And I got back on it a couple of years ago, jumped out. Right, like never consistent. Mm-hmm. And this year I made a commitment. That's the one thing that I always delay. Because mm. you, you can lie to somebody else, but you cannot lie to yourself. yourself no. <laughs> when you look at yourself in the mirror, it's like, oh, I got this motivated people. I'm right. ex- inspiring people. It's like, okay, right. look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Is there something that you really know that you need to do, but you're not doing it, that you would not want somebody to know that you're pro- procrastinating on? Mm. It's like, oh my YouTube stuff and my, you know, like I've really, I've, I've really been behind on it. Right. So right. what happened, I went ahead and commit to like, okay, I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to do this, do this, overcommit. And that's the product of it. And I'm really proud it. of it. And now hearing you say, you got to be willing to do it for a year. It's like, oh, the challenge yeah. has just got bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. YouTube. YouTube's got actually the way, a great place to go for podcasting because they're, yeah. they're, they're getting more focus on it and they're putting 100%. more money into it. I think in 2023, they're going to be giving like 45% of the profits oh, wow. or the, sorry, the revenue, oh, revenue. To, 
to um, creators to creators oh wow that's exciting so in the right place because <laughs> every every podcast that i have i have the video format as well mm. so you have the podcast and we have the video format which is really exciting now another thing that you mentioned right you from your first from the first time that you got the less desirable result outcome yep. i never call it failure because it got you to where we are today right mm -hmm. yeah what give you the drive and like the consistency because mm. When you get knocked down, a lot of time it's easy to just walk with your tail between your legs and yeah. into the sunset. Yeah. Right? But what got you like back on it? It's like, mm. hey, this didn't work. I'm going to find another way. Yeah, there's a lot of times I want, not, maybe not wanting to give up, but I want to figure out something else that's easier to do. Yeah. Um, I think is I needed to prove to myself that I could do it. Mm. Um, I needed to figure out for myself. So I, didn't, I hated working for somebody. Um, I didn't want to climb a ladder up, you know, corporate, corporate ladder. Corporate, yeah. Yeah, and even though sometimes this entrepreneurship path is really rough and rocky and like you're trying to figure out how to pay payroll, you're trying to figure out how to um, pay yourself, you can't get a mortgage sometimes because like you're, you're yeah. self-employed, so they look at you like, you know, you know yeah. it, it, it's, it's crazy sometimes, it's hard. A hundred percent. So, so you, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of friends too that are working for like PayPal and Facebook and they're wow. making lots of money. And I'm like, man, like I'm, so, I'm making good money, but I'm not making like that. So I think the drive comes from me. I wanted to pr prove to myself prove I could yourself. do it. I wanted to prove to other people that I could do it. Cause I, I think as a younger kid, I was like, I felt like people discounted me or didn't think I could mm. do it. And that always rubbed me the wrong way. So. You know, those two things really drive me, but now it's now it's more of a drive to like we've got thirty five people on our team. We've you know wow. you know, we, we you know, we have families to feed and, and I wanna serve them. Um, and I think God's put me in that place to to wanna serve and to really shifted my mind from like just proving people that you're wrong to like being service for his kingdom and for wow. some people below me. So. Yeah, that's epic, man. You know, it's like when what you said about entrepreneurship is like the rough, the path is going to be rocky. It's going to be rough if you're sitting thinking about this is an easy way out to find yourself in a penthouse with a couple of cars, living <laughs> your best life. It's not like that. Yeah. It's hard and the price to pay is expensive. But guess what? The price mm. that you'd have, have to pay with another alternative is a lot more expensive. So. Yeah. We take this any other days, any other day, right? If you had the option to choose, you yeah. take this hardship any other day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it builds resiliency and, and thick skin too. 100%. So I, I think that helps you in other parts of your life too. You know what I mean? So if you can take your lessons and your your mm. your from learnings from entrepreneurship, you can apply them to relationships or when you have a death in the family or you know what I mean, like. You know, it, it's a lot of things. So you deal with things differently. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. And I think it puts me, me, and other entrepreneurs ahead of like maybe a little bit in a sense ahead of people maybe who are maybe like not used to an entrepreneurial like the rocky road. Yeah, and they're used yeah. to very steadiness. Because when things get turbulent, you know, I think I think a we'll lot be of in a better freak position. Out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I think this is interesting. I have a saying that you know, we're not the people that pray for misfortune. Mm -hmm. But be grateful you find yourself in one because it's an, a unique opportunity for you yeah. to learn something that not many people are going to get the opportunity to learn. Right. So it's like, it's hard. But when you think about the benefit, like all the stuff that we see on the outside, like physical stuff that we have, it's just the perks. Yeah. What it does to you as a person, it's, different, it's yeah. just out of this world. And mm -hmm. I'm grateful that we find this path and... Mm. You know, it's a path that I'm committed to, you know, shine the light on for everybody because the only way, true way that we're going to get to the point where we can 
be independent from our like mm -hmm. get ourselves detached from having to invest time to make money yeah. or having to be at the place to make money. Mm -hmm. The only way we can do that is creating our own businesses, and True. that's the power of entrepreneurship. Are you a big reader? Because this is one thing about <laughs> entrepreneurship: for you to find the right questions to ask mm -hmm. yourself that yeah. will lead you to the right answers. You have to be a reader, and it's one thing that all entrepreneurs shares in mm -hmm. common. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm an audible book guy, so I, I love. Yeah, I can Me consume. Too. I consume content through that. I also like to run. I found that my ability to memorize content is way better and higher when I run. Wow! So last <laughs> this year, I did um I did the Miami Marathon and training for that the year before. I was just running like every week and listening to books and sermons and listening to a lot of things. So I think it's a, it's a brain chemistry thing where like your brain actually retains better knowledge or knowledge more when you are doing some kind of exercise. So like I like to do runs and I like to learn at the same time. So I'll listen to podcasts, I'll listen to a lot of Alex Ramosi stuff, mm. other books that I'm reading or sermons. So that for me is huge. Um, so I like audible books, but I'm not a guy who's gonna sit down and read a book. I have to be like doing something. Mm. You know, I, I, for a really long period of time too, I did not believe my, believe of myself as being a good reader. Right, physical reader. Like yeah. I would listen. I, I would say I listen to over fifty books. Uh, fifty books. A little bit, like maybe 40 books a year. Wow. Yeah, an audio, audio book for the last five years, I would say I have like maybe 150 or 200 books. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But most of it, it's just audio, audio. Mm -hmm. Finish a book a week. But recently, I uh, saw my friend, I was on a call with my friend like a couple of, six months ago, and yeah. he showed me his library. I'm like, wow, <laughs> I read more books than you. I'm sure I did, yeah. but you yeah. know, you look a lot smarter than me yeah. if somebody's looking at both of us, right? right because right, you're surrounded hardware. with books. Yeah. So now I started buying the books, physical copies, just to have them around. They're good Sometimes, references. Yeah. You know, just flip through it. Mm -hmm. But I like reading as well. If you was to name one of the things before I ask you something about the books, you mentioned a couple of times sermons and stuff. Mm -hmm. So like I know you are a very devoted mm -hmm. religious person. Yeah. Just from your speech and how you talk about purpose and serving. Yeah. What is the place of God into your life? Mm, he sits at the top because he's the one who saved me. I was so I got an entrepreneurship. I was not Christian. I was not that religious. I knew there was a higher power. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't I didn't grow up in a religious family. I just my parents were Catholics, but they didn't practice it and they didn't push that on us. Um, so I got into business and started making some money and started to get really stressed and like I felt like I was always trying to like prove my worth as a person through my bank account. Mm -hmm. And that was very, that's very, very dangerous. And that's, that's how you get miserable and burn out yeah. and, and, wow. do, and just leave the game completely. A mentor in my, in my life that real, helped me realize that my worth as a human is not predicated on how much money is in my bank account or what business that I own or how many people are on my team. Like that stuff's not, at the end of the day when I'm dead, like that is not going to worth, be worth anything. What's going to be, what's going to be valuable is how we serve other people and love people and, and take care of people and help others, right? So he helped me, the Lord really just shifted my whole focus on my business at a certain time where I was like, like I was miserable, I was making money, but I was miserable, I didn't want to do this anymore. And I was just doing it just because like, I felt like, what am I else going to do? If I don't have this business, I am worthless. And that's how I saw myself. Wow. So, um, you know, by the grace of, of him, my God, like he put someone in my life, literally sat someone next to me in a Starbucks one day. And there's a friend of mine, an old friend of mine I hadn't seen in years. And um, he just, he's like, hey, how are you? And I was like, something in my mind told me like, you can be, you can be honest with, with him. 
because he's a friend of yours, you can be honest with him and say, actually, I'm not doing that good. I'm actually pretty stressed and I'm actually pretty miserable. Um, wow. So that, that was the change, man, yeah. And, and, and ever since then, I've devoted my life to him and I still, I still try to hustle as hard as I can. I still, I still want to make money, you know what I mean? Like that 100%, stuff yeah. doesn't change. You still want to make money, you still want to be successful, but at the end of the day, you realize that even if you don't, you are still loved. And this is not, you, you are not as, you're not, you're, not, you're not valuable or valued by the amount of money in your that. bank account. That's powerful. That's powerful. Yeah. You know, like, me personally, I'm a Muslim, and God is like pretty much, like, it gives you something that nothing else can substitute, mm -hmm. you know, and it's mm -hmm. the drive, driver that's going to keep you going right. against all odds. Yeah. Right. And when you understand that, when you align yourself properly with God, anything that happened to you, mm -hmm. you just, our, he's aware of it and right. he's letting it happen. It's a mean for me to get to something greater. Exactly. And yeah. this is a stop loss. Like people using trading. Mm -hmm. Anytime that you like you that I, I face that type of difficulty or rocky rocky path, yeah. I just put a stop loss on on my worries. Mm. My God is on top of it. He yeah. he got me. He made a promise. Follow me, and you know it's like follow me, and I'll take care of you. Yeah. That's it. And mm -hmm. I, we just have to do our job and. I think you can, you know, confess that yeah. pretty much having that portion of your life taken care of take, give, set you free in so it, many ways. It does, yeah. It sets you free and gives you peace that you cannot find on this earth. A hundred percent. And purpose, <laughs> yeah. literally. Because yeah. if there is no, a lot of people have money and they're miserable. A lot mm -hmm. of people have money commit suicide. Mm -hmm. And you try to like, okay, what's the problem here? Yeah. The heart is empty. Yeah, yeah, if exactly. the heart is empty, there is not much that can be done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's powerful stuff. As far as, you know, reading, you listen to a lot of audiobooks. <laughs> yeah. What are those three books that you would say have impacted you the most mm. in your journey? Um, so I would say first, um, Tim Ferriss' 4-Hour Workweek. Well, because, it, yeah, it, it just reshapes your mind of thinking of like, well, all these, how, how, like, we've been taught to do things a certain way. And then that book kind of reshifts your thinking around like, well, it doesn't have to be done this way. And there's a more efficient, there's other yep. options. So I think it just opened my life up to giving me, to realizing that life is, life has more options than you first see. Um, the second book I would say is Hundred Million Dollar Offers by Alex Ramosi. Alex Ramosi, I have so, it in the living room. Yeah, it's uh, such it's a good, incredible. such a good incredible. book. I read it over and over and over again um, when I'm trying to think of a new offer or something. So yeah. that book's really good. And then the third one is a more of a uh, Christian one, but mm -hmm. you know, if you know, to each his own. So right, so. Yeah. Um, it's called Sacred Pace. A Sacred it's, Pace. It's, it's, at the end of the day, it's all around surrendering to the Lord. It's, surrendering it's, to the Lord. Yeah, it's written by a billionaire, um, and uh, the guy was like burnt out at 35, wow. and he literally just got on his knees, gave his life to the Lord, and, and God just like took him on the runway. Yeah, just put him on the runway, man. Yeah, so it's just really interesting to see, you know, what what you can do when you surrender to, you know, to the higher so, power. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. powerful. That's epic. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people watching us right now that, you know, that is on the journey. Some, 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 of, some of them are entrepreneurs that might be like feeling like, oh, this is, um, everything is burnt. I have to figure something out, mm -hmm. something else out, or I'm at my job. I don't like it. I just want to start something new. Yeah. What would you tell, what, what, what would you, like, what are a couple of things that you can tell them that you hope can give them clarity on making the right decisions? Yeah, I think, um, I think one of the biggest things I did what I do whenever I'm like that um, is I go see mentors. I seek out, I hire mentors. I have clients who are great mentors to me. I have friends who are mentors to me. Mm -hmm. So I seek out mentors because I don't have the answers. 
Um, and Admitting that. Yeah, I just don't have all the answers. And it's like, you can pray sometimes, and sometimes you can like, maybe God's pushed me this way or that way, but you can't get like, it's hard to get an answer sometimes, because it's like, you know, the Lord doesn't speak to you audibly. You know? yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? So, so um, I, I seek mentors, and I truly think mm. that, you know, if you don't have mentors, uh, it's gonna be really hard to grow in this in this in this world. Wow. So seeking out mentors who can teach you or look at your business and say, well, have you opt- have you tried this? Have you done this? Why are you doing this? Can you, you should stop doing that. So I think that's um, that's the number one thing I'd say. That's the number one thing. Find mentors. Uh hundred percent. And without without question comes another question, right? That one, I know like people watching might be wondering when mm. you say find mentors, people automatically would associate that with okay, you have to have money to go pay somebody right but it's like okay i'm in a position where i don't have anything i'm like rock bottom yeah how do i go from here how Um, do i find a mentor yeah so uh, i would say first one thing i would do because i i've been there before i was a college student and i didn't have any money and i was like i had i got mentors either way um it's go and find your local groups so local entrepreneur meetups Mm. that's a great place go to meetup.com and find local entrepreneur meetup meetups whether it's real estate finance investing you can probably find mentors there that are free, that are just friends. Friends. Um, you know, yeah. Um, another thing I've seen, you know, time and time again, you've probably all heard this before, is, is, you know, offer to work for them for free or to do something of value. Maybe you can edit mm. videos and you can trade your edit video editing services for like mentorship, you right, know, right. but make sure there's a clear contract in place. It's like, hey, I'm gonna edit this many videos and then you're gonna mentor me three hours a month. Mm. And that's, so you're making sure there's clarity around that because I've been in those situations, they get fuzzy. No, so having, you know, and having just running with no, st- <laughs> yeah, and you know, so having some kind of paper contract, it's like, hey, I'm gonna deliver this, you can deliver that, and that's how it's. If they're okay with that size, hey, you can go. Um, those are the two biggest things. Find groups. You know, if you're religious, there's usually like religious groups that you can find. There, there are elders, yeah, people who have from wisdom. all walks of life, yeah, who can who can really, you know, um, you know, give you some a lot really of wisdom, great wisdom. Yeah. yeah, it's like a fountain of wealth. So. Those are the main two, I would say. And then obviously there's, there's way, you can always ask people like on social media, like in the comments. Don't go to the DMs, because then it's just like. A know. lot of people in the DMs. Yeah, exactly. So go to the comments and ask them a question. And if they're a good, you know, someone who's good, they can probably, they'll probably respond to you, you know, like a. Like, Personally. Yeah, exactly, so. That's powerful, guys. Wow, <laughs> this is amazing. We stuck up a lot of good value in <laughs> yeah. such a, a short period of time. You know, I, I pers- books have personally changed my life, mm-hmm. you know, coming from West Africa and in my 20s, like mm. 20, 25, and I've only been here in this country for like less than 10 years. I had to come to the agreement that, hey, I'm not at the favor here. People have been in this country. I've learned, right. enjoyed the asset of the advanced level of learning mm-hmm. that is available in this country. Right. And I'm coming to compete in this marketplace. Yeah. I have to find other alternatives to find knowledge. Right. I don't have the $60,000, or yeah. the ability to get a student loan or whatnot. So I have to go through other alternatives. Mm-hmm. And books is pretty much what was able to speed me up. Right. So I was able to just spend thirty dollars and enjoy somebody's six years of business yeah. knowledge, right? Yeah, exactly. So books have a special heart in my uh, like a special place in my heart, and mm. I have something that I do everybody that comes on the podcast <laughs> just to show gratitude for showing up. I give them access to my library to pick up a book of their choice. Love it! Oh, so I love it. Have too. more here. I have other ones here as well. <laughs> you know. Yes. Oh, nice. I have another set over there. Uh, yeah, so I was admiring them. I love it. Go through it and you I know, got it's you. a pleasure. 
yeah, really well, thank you pick pick whichever one connects with you, <laughs> you this know? is this is a this is a, yeah i like this. this is a cool thing you're doing right? i like it yeah yeah <clears throat> you know, it's 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 you know i believe that there is no better gift you can give to somebody than mm. I love that. something that can spark yeah, I think I know which one it is for me, which I think. One? Oh, that I think one? it's Ready, Fire, Aim. Ready, yeah. Fire, Aim by uh, Michael. Yeah. Actually, Alex Ramosi suggested, recommended it to me. Oh, really? And I got it like literally two weeks ago. And oh, I finished nice. it. And let me tell you. Already? Wow, you it's, finished it's, a big book, bro. It's a great, <laughs> great, great book. Really? You know, God. just applying. I, I learned something here that I literally took to my business and apply on an offer. And it just like crazy mm. i did not even expect it i love it but here he pretty much broke broke down how you you know create a product and the common mistake that people make on creating a product right mm. and you know it's like oh you have a great product that is performing at chassis high and you're like okay but we are investing this amount of money into that specific product can we take a couple of things out that would not compromise the quality yeah that will you know still be still able to keep the value high. right yeah yeah, yeah. And one of the CEOs that just joined the company decided to take that approach, took one ingredient out of it, you know, candy that was making. Yeah. It's like, no difference. Yeah, we saved 75, yeah. 70 something percent, yeah. you know. And he went went through that process into the ruined the company. So wow. it's a lot, a, a great book. I think you're going to really enjoy it. And Louis, thank you for coming. Dude, we thank squeezed you. squeezed this in in a, sh- a short period of yeah, time. Yeah, you're welcome. I think bro. a lot of people are going to value from this. Where can people find you? Um, best place to go would be Instagram. So at Luis, L-U-I-S, Ryan, R-Y-A-N, Diaz, D-I-A-Z. So at Luis Ryan Diaz, all, all one word. Beautiful. <clears throat> I'm going to add it on, in the comment section. Make sure you check Luis out. out. He have a lot of shorts that he's doing a lot about, like, about business insights that I think you guys will really enjoy. And besides that, if you're watching right now and you're somebody that moves around, you can also enjoy the podcast on any platform. Just look at Mohammadi and Ryan, Luis Diaz, and you're going to see our podcast so you can enjoy the podcast format mm-hmm. as well. If you're listening to the podcast, you can go on YouTube and search as well. You're going to find the video format to see the connection that we have and yeah. all the fun that is happening behind the scenes. So share the video with anybody you think would enjoy this as well. Subscribe to the channel, comment if you have any question, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>